You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. Bridget, we are going to start today a series of three conversations about one of my favorite groups of people in the world. Moms. Moms. I love them. Moms are the best. They're just the best. I have a great mom. I'm so lucky with my mom. I have a lot of great examples of moms in my life. Aunts, friends, sisters-in-law. Oh, my word. There's some great moms out there. For sure. And my mom is no longer with us, but I would go head to head with Cynthia Jokum <laughs> for Mom of the Year. Listen, aren't um, we so lucky? We are aren't so we lucky. so lucky? And, and I, it is, you know, people say it a little too flippantly, I think, that being a mother is the, or the, a parent, really, but being a mother is the toughest job in the world. And they sort of throw it out there. It is the toughest job in yeah, the world. Absolutely. Um, and absolutely. we're going to talk a little bit today about some services and over the next couple of shows services that Catholic Charities provides to make that job a little easier. Yeah, and you know, I I think you can't turn on the radio or read the newspaper and not have it been raised up that during the pandemic, women, particularly mothers, have been really the heroes keeping family members safe, working, monitoring, um, schooling from home, caring for parents, and also trying to fulfill all their other responsibilities. And women, and particularly women of color, have been hit very hard um, by the health and economic impacts of COVID-19, experiencing more cases, suffering more economic losses. So we want to celebrate the strength of these women while we discuss ways that Catholic charities and all of us can help support them during this difficult time. I know for Bridget and I that our moms were were sort of the first lens into compassion and community, and we love that here at Charities, and we're mm-hmm. honored to be able to reflect a little bit of that back onto the mothers that we get to serve. That's right, and we're, we're going to remind everyone that you can find the Voice of Charity on WNDZ 750 AM radio and through a live stream on YouTube, Catholic Chicago, and Facebook, Catholic Chicago. Um, we kick off our series today talking about our home visitation services called the Arts of Living. Our guests and their colleagues work with mothers and their children aged zero to three to help them establish critical bonds, to provide support for moms during these challenging early years, and to work toward those important milestones with young children. So with us today are Constance Upton, who is Program Director, and Danielle Sloss, who is Program Supervisor for our Home Visiting Program, Arts of Living. Welcome, Constance and Danielle. 
Good morning. Thank you morning. for having me. Thank you. Great. Constance, we're going to start with you. Um, we understand you're having a big anniversary <laughs> in the home visiting program. So tell us when it started and what it was initially envisioned to be. Yes. Um, the Arts of Living program uh, started in 1971. So this is the 50-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Incredible. Yes. It's one of the oldest programs at Catholic Charities. Um Today's program helps ensure that all the children we serve are developmentally on track and leading towards kindergarten readiness. Um, as it started um, as a program for low-income mothers who were teen moms in a school, but now we serve all moms um, and we help to meet their basic needs, establish healthy routines, grow their parenting skills, um, learn how to move forward past our program with confidence. Um, and be ready to send their kids off into the next educational uh, endeavors. Constance, I, I can't help but think about 50 years of moms and their family. I mean, families, that's incredible to think about that that's generations or yeah. a generation and a half. Um, mm -hmm. How did the program start? You mentioned that it started in 1971. Uh, yes, it's evolved a lot over the years. It started as a standalone school for teen moms, and then um, later... Uh, we, we were embedded in uh, Chicago public schools and, you know, the changing funding uh, over, over the years. We now are able to serve all moms in the city of Chicago who are low income and have a, are expecting a baby or have one zero to three. So I, I feel really blessed to be able to work with, to not have any barriers. You know, we can work with everyone. And remind us, I think people know there's been so much research and so much written about how important these early years are. But could you articulate for us um, why zero to three is so important and obviously those, those first months bonding with mom and baby? Um, absolutely. So mom and the child are particular, particularly vulnerable from, you know, those first early years, um, both physical needs, emotional needs, you know, you can, if you've ever met a baby or a toddler, you know how much their brains and bodies are developing at that time. So there's just so much new um, information that they're learning all the time. And then for the family supporting that baby, you know, especially amidst poverty, homelessness, possible abuse, so many factors, you know, it can be tough to give a child that rich learning environment um, where we know they're just absorbing everything like a sponge at that time. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what your families, the families you're helping, tell us a little bit about what, what some of those environments are like or what some of the challenges those families are facing. You mentioned homelessness. Mm -hmm. is, that a, is that a small percentage of the people we help? I imagine... Everyone in the program maybe has some economic challenges. Tell us a little bit more about what those challenges are. Sure. Um, I would say for every family we have enrolled, there is a different story um, and a slightly different experience. But we definitely have, I would say, a smaller proportion of, of homeless families. But we're always sort of growing those connections to, to provide those family support. Um, the number one thing I see is just families who are you know, trying to make ends meet and trying to make the best environment for their child and sometimes just need that extra, um, an extra support, an extra cheerleader. Um, the number one thing I see is that all of our families are interested in getting their child ready for the next step, which is often pre-K after us, but then really thinking about school after that. Um, so 
you know, maybe some of our families who have got some of the basics down, but they still want that cheerleader to come in and say, wow, I noticed that he's, he's standing up by himself all of a sudden and to really shine a light on what their child's doing at that moment and, and build up that confidence that the parent was the first person to teach that child. You know, as I'm, I'm just listening to you and I'm like picturing friends and family. I'm I'm not a mom myself, but sort of during that those that zero to three, that's a stressful time for yeah. a parent, right? Yeah. And you add for any of us, you add any additional sort of barrier or challenge or perhaps even lack of support system. And it becomes crucial to have someone come in um, into your home and say, hey, you're doing great. Hey, have you thought about this? Yeah. Have you, you know, it's like the old model where we all lived in villages and there was an older grandma to tell you. We don't have that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So what, Constance, as you, as you're, you and your, your team are going into homes and doing uh, home visits, really, mm-hmm. what are the main goals that you are trying to achieve with the family? I would imagine each family is different and they set their mm-hmm. own goals, but sort of h- how do you do this? Yeah, absolutely. So you hit the nail on the head. We are absolutely there to, you know, work from their goals. So we first start by just doing collaborative goals, and then we go in and provide education, guidance, support with basic needs. Um, and we have a wonderful curriculum called Baby Talk that really allows us to be reflective and open-ended with families. So we go in with um, curriculum based on the child's age, you know, and their developmental age, and then have all kinds of exploring questions to get family to really zoom in on where their child is and then what can be done to enhance um, their development at that exact moment in their life. Um, we also are doing assessments of their their milestones, and so um, we're doing those regularly. And if we spot that maybe a child needs extra support, we're going to bring in activities to boost that developmental um, characteristic and then also provide referrals if a family needs even more support from the early intervention system, bringing in therapies and things like that. So we can also be kind of that first eyes on something that, you know, to, to help something early so that it, you know, it gets fixed by the time they get to kindergarten. Um, we also help families often um, with case management needs, maybe finding a medical home or, you know, looking for job training, things like that. Um, if they need WIC or other nutrition assistance, um, referrals to food banks or or clothing banks, things like that. I think that just speaks to that, like that wrap, those wraparound services mm-hmm. um, that our families need and that we can so happily provide at Catholic Charities. We're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Constance Umpton and Danielle Sloss. are often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal. Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. 
They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jocum and Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking about such an important service, um, our Arts of Living program that is celebrating 50 years, 50 years of being in homes, working. It's amazing. It is amazing. Working with families and mothers um, to help them during this really difficult time. During the break, Bridget and I were both just talking about the the challenges um, associated with a zero to three-year-old. You know, Danielle, we're gonna yeah. gonna shift to you just one second because I, you know, before the break, Constance was talking about sort of the premise of home visits, mm-hmm. but I think our listeners and I know I would love to know, like, what happens when you walk in the door? Yeah. How do you do that? Right? You're the program supervisor for the home visiting program, so what are your mm-hmm. workers doing? So, um, thank you all for having us. Um, one thing that we do when we go into a home visit. Um, we might have our um, topics already set, go. But once we walk in, things may change due <laughs> to the environment, due, due to mom doing something, due to the baby doing something. So it's kind of client-led. But while we're there, we're doing activities. We're uh, catching up on prior um, home visits that we have done before, things that they were going to do. We're catching up on that, resources that are needed, parent-child activities, um, making sure all the needs are met. Um, but um, due to the fact of um, the pandemic, everything has switched virtually now. So we would be in our homes to our families twice a month. And also we will have our family moments where the families will come to the site once a month. Now everything is virtual. And so we're doing this on screen. We're doing it on FaceTime. We're doing it. Um, parents are sending activities and things that the child is doing through video or they're doing it through pictures. So it's kind of different than we were um, prior to COVID, but things are still happening. Um, we also were um, blessed to get 
uh, from Laura Rios, the grant where we were able to give those moms, those um, dads who don't have access to telephones, who can do FaceTime or Google Meets or things like that, we were able to provide iPhones for them so that they can complete not only our home visits with us, but as well as continuing to go to the doctor, making sure you're keeping up with your WIC appointments um, and um, things of that nature. We also gave um, resources um, involving what's going on in your neighborhood, who's passing out food, who's passing out masks, um, sanitizer, um, all COVID information. So even though the home visits have um, changed virtually, we are still um, completing our goal. Danielle, it sounds like, I mean, it's sort of like a midwife post <laughs> post birth, right? Like you're kind of a one stop shop for mm-hmm. anything a, a mom or an, you know we should mention dads. We do have dads yes. in the program, and we do we have do. parents in the program mm-hmm. um, who might who might say you know this is really going well or or that's mm-hmm. going well, but I really need help with X. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Sometimes, like I said, we come in we. We have been at the office. We got this set. We're going to do this activity once we walk through the door. And we go through the door and mom or dad says, I need a food pantry. I need food. Mm -hmm. So we have to shift that home visit and focus on mom is not about to sit here and do this assessment because she's worried about um, feeding her child, feeding her family, feeding herself. So let's work on that first. Let's find this food pantry in the community that can be able to um, support this family. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that a lot in different programs mm-hmm. with Catholic Charities, that the order of services, it's exactly what you said. Like, um, you know, if we're working with youth and it's about anger management or it's about handling difficult emotions, like you can't deal with a youth on that until other issues are taken care of. And so mm-hmm. basic needs really, really come into every service we offer because people can't, it's Maslow's mm-hmm. hierarchy, right? We can't. Yeah. We can't move to how we engage with our child if we are constantly worried about putting food on the table and getting our own health tended to, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. So that's really amazing. I mean, no family's the same. I imagine no day is the same. <laughs> no day is the same. No hour is the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danielle, what are, you know, what are some of those challenges that the families are experiencing that you help address, right? So you mentioned, um, you know, sometimes you go in and there's a food situation or there's other crises. What are some of the things that um, that you're seeing in the home visit area? Um, some of the things that we come across, the number one um, is when we um, enroll families, some of some of the time they are not the owner or they are not on the lease. So they are staying at a friend's house. They're yeah. staying in a relative house. So we still enroll, we get them. And then they're like, um, I need housing mm-hmm. or I need employment. Um, it's things like that, that we have, that we struggle with. And um, it's kind of a challenge for us because we have clients who are couch surfing meaning one minute, okay, we can do it here, and the next, oh, I'm in my own house now. There's no stability. So we have a challenge when it comes to working with families when when they are trying to find their own housing for themselves versus I'm sleeping here today, next week, 
I'll let you know where I'll be. And I would imagine that that then, you know, when you're staying in one place, you can learn the resources in that particular community, particular neighborhood. And then when you move on to the next spot, there's a whole other set of resources that you need to know and understand. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this really highlights something Bridget and I talk a lot about with our programs is is that our workers, you all are accompanying these folks, right? You're oh, accompanying yeah. them. You're learning alongside them. Um I imagine there's not a resource you don't know, Danielle, but if there is something new to learn, you are learning it. And I think that is something that that really kudos to you and Constance and your team for being able to kind of jump in and, and as Bridget said, midwife um, yeah. post-birth. So we're going to take mm-hmm. another break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Constance and Danielle about home visiting. adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time virtually with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program, by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the Sacred Scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson-Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. 
Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Joko. And Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking with Constance Upton, who's program director, and Danielle Sloss, who's program supervisor for our Arts of Living 50-year anniversary program. Amazing. Um, I wish you could, we should really have the breaks aired because I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm always being instructed. Marie is a social worker, so I'm always being instructed on what I've just heard. That's true in a good way I don't fake mean, news fake news over here i don't mean that in a bad way at all so it's i always get extra insight and then i'm like oh well that would have been good for our listeners but um Stop. anyway um danielle tell us a little bit about the training that our folks go through to to be able to enter the home and understand child development and help moms and families with their young children um with um, becoming a home visitor, there are a series of trainings that a home visitor needs to complete. Of course, the um, the trainings that are offered through Catholic Charities, we have to complete all the new membership and everything pertaining to Catholic Charities, as well as a series of baby talk curriculum at, um, trainings that the home visitor has to go through. And this is just trainings in activities on with mom and baby um public safety safety in the home um helping parents adapt to different situations um self-care uh and it's just a series of trainings that needs to be completed it takes about i would say um three months three to six months to have all of the trainings completed um prior to the completion of your training what a home visitor, a new home visitor would do will shadow. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they will shadow a staff who's been there and shadowing meaning just go along right. with the consent of the family, of course, go along just to see the model of this season home visitor to see how it goes, the interaction and how a home visit is complete, um, completing paperwork and file work and documentation mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I mean, I think this, again, speaks to the well-trained, educated, professional staff that we have at Catholic Charities. So kudos Mm -hmm. to all of you. Constance, what happens with mothers and children, their fathers and children, when when their kids reach the age of three? Um, I know, you know, I'm sure there's planning that goes into that transition. Absolutely. So from day one, we're really clear about how long the family is going to be with us, that we're here to reach your goals and, and what the time frame we have. You know, you want those goals to be clear and manageable and, and, and on a time frame. So about six months before they age out of the program in June, um, we start, you know, hey, bringing that back up. You know, we're not going to be, do- be doing home visits anymore, but there's exciting things coming up. So and asking them a lot of open-ended questions about how they're feeling, about what they want next, about, you know, hopefully what it might be like to put their child into daycare or to um, early head start, um, kind of 
asking, you know, do you know what your neighborhood school is? Um, are you interested in your child attending your neighborhood school? So from there, we can get a map of where they are, and then we have some months to um, get them to the next step and hopefully um, get to the point where we're assisting them with the early ch- the Chicago Early Learning application um, and hopefully just seamlessly getting them to the next um, educational um, space. You know, I think listening to both of you, I'm really struck by the important work that is being done to support our mothers, our families, our communities. And I am going to make a little plug here. Mother's Day is coming up and Catholic Charities has a Mother's Day appeal. And this appeal is really focused on um, helping support the programs that affect the lives of our mothers and our children and our families. And so I really encourage you, if you've been inspired by, I sound like the NPR appeal, but truly, (laughs) if you've been inspired by Danielle and Constance, which I know I have, please consider visiting visiting our website, catholiccharities.net, to support the 2021 Catholic Charities Mother's Day Appeal. It's going to support the programs, one of them being um, the program that Constance and Danielle run. I'm so, so inspired by your work during the pandemic, but your work always. And and thank you for doing what you do to support the lives of mothers and children. Thank you. Thank you so much. We invite all of our listeners and viewers to tune in next week on The Voice of Charity for part two of our series on motherhood. Uh, For now, this is Marie Jokum. And Bridget Murphy. Wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.